into the apex is hitting the road this summer, bringing you to the source of motorsport. Look for special episodes from Barber Motorsport Park, Mid-Ohio, Virginia International Raceway, and Watkins Glen. And don't miss the road shows from the 106th Indianapolis 500 and the Music City Grand Prix in downtown Nashville. The party is only getting started. For the full lineup of events, visit IntoTheApex.com. is where real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex podcast. Into the Apex podcast. Welcome to Into the Apex. It's a low-power start here with Tyler in the studio, and uh, we've got some friends. It keeps coming from Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, our trip to the track at Asheville, we met quite a few people, and of course we talked about a few episodes back, uh, the karting experience at GoPro, and uh, we bring more friends in here to talk about uh, the transition from sim racing to real racing, and that real racing includes an experience and stories from none other than Daytona International Raceway Road Course. Uh, Joe and Cameron join me tonight uh, from Asheville, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Uh, really, just to get us get everybody accustomed to to your, your experiences. Um, one of you guys just start telling me about uh, where it started for you guys. I think it's it, it started with sim racing. Is that right? So for me, uh, absolutely uh, started for sim racing. So 1995. NASCAR Racing 2 on a Windows 95 computer uh, is where it began. A little Thrustmaster uh, wheel pedal set that my uncle sent me. And uh, it started there. And it's been a, uh, a ride ever since for me. So that's uh, that's kind of where my start was, was way back then. And um, now I've spent way too much money. It's a, it's a pit. <laughs> <laughs> That is an experience I think everybody can, can uh, even if they just do sim racing and that's it, it, it's a money pit. It's a rabbit hole. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Cameron, did you, where's your experience or start with this kind of racing? So you guys were racing champ car specifically in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done a couple champ car races now. This most recent one, uh, as you said, was at Daytona. But um, my start, I've always been into various racing games, various, um, I wouldn't necessarily call them Sims, but early need for speed games, uh, Forza, stuff like that. And then graduated slowly up to, you know, a couple seasons of iRacing, a little bit of R factor, a set of courses, stuff like that. Um, but for my real racing, I've been autocrossing for about eight years now, gotten a couple time trials in then, uh, in that time period. And uh, a couple of champion races too, as well. The uh, it's interesting. You list just about all of the sims. Is there one that you found more enjoyable than any of the others? I'm probably partial to R Factor at this point. Um, uh, whenever the track started, I worked over at the track for about a year, so I became uh, very familiar with how R Factor worked, how the physics felt, how the cars felt. So I'm probably biased in saying that, but I, it's it's probably my favorite at this point. 
And you guys co-drove for Daytona. Was it just you two? Or did you have three? How many did you guys have for Daytona? Four drivers total. Uh, myself, Cameron, uh, Jeff Harrington, which is also another sim racer from the track. Uh, he's originally from up north. He has some uh, autocross. I'm, I'm not sure of his entirety uh, of his career. And then uh, Ralph Griffith that owns uh, uh, Blue Ridge Auto Club and Conservatory over in Arden. Um, so we split up, had a couple team members too. So. And then how long was the race there? 15 hours scheduled. How many did we get? <laughs> I think it was 14 or four, hours. 14, scheduled. that's right. There was about a three, three and a half hour red flag in the middle of it. Because uh, of, uh, you know, your typical uh, Florida thunderstorms. Oh, I see. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that. I mean, and you guys were driving a Mazda. We were. Yep, right? but it was a 91 Miata, I think it was. No, I, I can't remember what year. It's a 1.6 it's a Miata, so early in a um, fun little car. I really liked it around there. Absolutely. The, you talking about getting in the thunderstorms? There's, I, I had, I had four or five dry laps before the red flag, and um, uh-huh. pretty quickly afterwards, you know, we, uh, we, we were in the rain. We were on a wet track pretty much the rest of the night. So, I, I won't lie about that. I felt really bad about throwing you to the wolves when we put you in there because <laughs> we were just looking at the radar like, oh, it, we we sent him out in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was that experience like? I mean, uh, doing the transition, I mean, starting with the sim, whether it's R-Factor or iRacing, uh, if you start with just that, I mean, that's kind of what all of us aspire to. And I feel like sim racing pushes a lot of people. I mean, for Bradley and I's part, everybody that listens to the show, they've listened to us geek out over just fast carts. So I can't imagine being on the banks of Daytona, uh, getting out there in a track like that uh, for the first time. Cameron, you take it first because I'm a... I'm going to word vomit all over this question. (laughs) (laughs) What do do you think I'm going to (laughs) do? This is a safe place for that. (laughs) No, it's, it's surprising how well the sim um, conveys uh, all the aspects of the track. Um, Right before we went out, our factor release, um, excuse me, uh, their official Daytona, um, track and it was surprising just how close it was to the real thing now i've always said that sim racing gets you about 85 percent or so of the actual experience uh the things that you're missing out with are the g-forces which you can uh, make up in a couple mods to a rig and whatnot Uh, but the number one thing that you miss out on is the fear and being around I think in total at the start of the race, we had about 125 drivers out on Daytona with us Ooh. and you're having to go around that track, not bump into anybody, not break the car, not do stupid stuff. And it's, it's absolutely nerve wracking for the first couple laps. I'm sure Joe can speak to that. Um, mm-hmm. I've done it a couple of times now. It's always the same. It's, just this incredible experience where you can just focus on nothing else except you, your car and the people around you. And it's one of the most rewarding things that I've done. Yeah, that, that is it. I mean, it's for me, my, my in real life racing career started last August. I think it was Cameron when we just randomly Cameron asked me to to go run a autocross with him. Uh, We'd run a couple of sim enduros at the track together. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
not to toot our own horns, but I'm going to do it. We kick butt at these Enduros, and I hope we'll continue <laughs> that in a couple of weeks at Bathurst. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's right. It's it's fun to it, it's fun that we became friends through that, and then Cameron felt comfortable enough because he watched me and Sim to say, "Do you want to drive my car?" Um, for the next thing that we did was uh, we did the time trial in Atlanta. We co uh, rode Atlanta. We co drove that. So that was my first mm-hmm. all track experience. And he speaks to the fear. For me, it was horrifying. The The wall in turn one is a lot closer in real life than it is in sim. And it's a lot harder looking too. So working through the fear is the, the biggest thing. And I'll never forget it. Daytona, uh, getting in the car for the first time, you're strapping into a fully roll cage car. You're putting your harnesses on. I'm feeling like a race car driver. They're finishing fueling up and, um, Cameron was the, you, you put me in the car and uh, talked me through it a little bit. You had to keep your visor down while they're fueling the car just in case a fire happened. And uh, I was breathing so hard. I was fogging up my visor so hard, just <laughs> half hyperventilating, getting ready to go out, knowing that, I mean, I'm not just going out onto a racetrack, but a racetrack where the, the heroes of NASCAR and the heroes of IMSA and anybody that is somebody has won at that racetrack has drove that racetrack and it's, it's such an ethereal experience to sit there on pit road in a car, getting ready to go out a uh, fun story. We used a cool suit system and oh, yeah. uh, which was amazing. But when you're not expecting it and you're pretty much hyperventilating, I thought <laughs> a cold washed over my body and I thought I was having a panic attack as I'm pulling out onto the track for the first time. It was a this, this is very accurate. It was like around turn, um, what is it? The international horseshoe, I believe after you come out of the pit and all of a sudden this just cold wave comes over your shoulders. And I'm like, Oh, Oh my God, I'm having a panic attack, heart attack. (laughs) Who knows what I'm having. And then I realized, Oh no, they put ice in the cool suit. Ice cold. So (laughs) wow, it's, it's a religious experience. It really is. And you know, it's, uh, it's sim racing that I have that. I owe that to, I would never have had an opportunity to, to meet Cameron and Jeff and Ralph and, um, you know, put it, put it on the ground for real. Um, it's an experience all, uh, that I, it's hard to put into words, honestly, what it's like. That, that, uh, move is what really fascinates me with, with all of this is, is starting with the sim and going into the real, because, uh, like in iRacing, uh, Gregor Hutu, the big star in iRacing back when, when we first started in there, uh, there were old videos of uh, them bringing him to the Skip Barber and putting him in the Skip Barber car to see just what he could do in in a real car, and he got that opportunity just from the from being a, a sim champion. Uh, it, does it as far as racecraft? I feel like that is a is a big thing. Besides knowing the track, uh, racecraft translates. Is that what would you say? That's true. It it did for me. It really did uh, in the mirrors a lot more, making sure we're in a slow car in comparison. So for me, it definitely was. And Sim actually took a lot of the thought of driving the car out for me. My shift points were the same. My braking points were the same. So I, I don't know how you felt, Cameron, but I, I felt a lot more comfortable just from what we've been doing in Sim. I, I, I definitely felt a lot better having done it. Um, I've done a couple of the leagues over the track in the last six months or, or so. And um with a lot of really incredible drivers, Joe included and the racecraft that we've learned in there, you know, learning not to go up and stuff it in a T one 
or, um, you know, just safely, just overall, just safely negotiating a pass through a corner such that you're not impeding the person that you're passing and you're not creating a a dangerous situation for anybody else around you. Um, All those skills, they are paramount for actually taking it out on the track. And I I definitely felt a lot more comfortable having done that in the sim. And then I, I felt a lot better, especially at this specific race. I've done two other champ car races, this one specifically, um, having done the, uh, the training in the sim and whatnot felt way more comfortable at Daytona with that, uh, that training. I imagine you guys have had driven Daytona at the track before or, or in various sims of some, of some kind. Uh, but knowing you were going to this champ car race, did you spend time either at, at a home rig or at the track doing reps at Daytona just to, to prepare or, or warm yourself up in any way? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't even come close to telling you at, on my home rig. Um, mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have a DD one set up at the house and, mm-hmm. I I spent countless hours. My wife was even pushing me to get in the car, uh, to go get some Mm -hmm. practice because you know, she'd prefer me not die, uh, from doing something dumb. Uh, I mean, but even the week before, you know, there's preparation on that. Cameron and I, the week before did a time trial at CMP together and co-drove that one. We put countless laps. I put countless laps in at CMP at the track and at home. And, And we did find that CMP is not an official, it's a mod for our factor. So, it didn't help a lot in terms of maybe speed or braking or even shift points, but you had a com- you had a comfort with the track. You knew the track uh, very well, but um, I, and how many we've done two enduros? I don't know how many times we've raced at Daytona in some capacity at the track too. Day- Daytona used to be our go-to track for stuff at the track at Asheville because um, that used to be the one that was like our. Um, Right when we opened, that was our grand opening event track where we did a uh, 24-hour race in 24 minutes, uh, just boosted up the time scale. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it, not even two, three weeks before the actual Daytona race, we did a six-hour enduro uh, at Daytona in a P2 car. A little different. Is that right? Yep. It was just a few. Yep. A little different in speed and shift points for that car. Nah. No difference. From the Miata. Yeah. Yeah. The downforce was a little better in the in the P2 than the Miata, but the, the speedometer is off in the Miata. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they. I. That, that's another interesting thing because they have Bathurst coming up. I think there are plans for Le Mans in August or so, which. Uh, Bradley and I are going to try to bring our Mad Sim Racing there and compete, which I think we'll be lagging a little because we're not used to our factor quite so much. So we may be in Asheville this summer to get some reps in at Le Mans. Uh, but uh, that's fascinating to me to have that in-person enduro experience. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys have done a couple of those. What's that? What's that like there? It's 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 a ton of fun. Um, we've got some really great drivers and. Uh, yeah, it's it's just it's it's so much fun. I I, I can't think of the words to uh, properly express how it is, but it, it's cool to be able to have have this event. And uh, we take it a step further. We have uh, spreadsheets with data for um, planning out our pit stops and planning out all of our driver changes and whatnot. 
and um, it's 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 a really cool event. It's a lot different than just doing a normal. Um, I'm doing a GT3 league uh, with the track right now, and I've got 20 minute races and 40 minute races, and I've got a pit stop on the 40 minute race, and it's not really hard to plan out my strategy for that. It's pretty easy, but um, the Enduros really let you flex that strategizing part of your muscle, uh, part of your brain. And, you know, you start to think, well, maybe if I lift here just a little bit, I can save some gas and I can get an extra lap on a, on a tank of fuel. And that can pay off over the course of six hours. And um, that part to me is really enjoyable. I've really enjoyed doing that. Uh, yeah, that, that nails it for me. Uh, it, th- th- as soon as I heard about those events happening and having have happened, I picture me and Bradley are immersion snobs, I guess, or we're just immersion geeks. We like the idea of exactly that. You you bring a team in, and everybody's there. I mean, it's the the virtual endurance races where you're everybody's and their rig at home. That's typically the case for i racing. Those are really fun. But I imagine everybody, you know, teams of people coming into the same place physically, setting up camp. You have data. I mean, in sim racing, there are engineering services for sim racing these days, which is amazing. Uh, I can see going, I mean, the sky's the limit and that kind of immersion, uh, it, it, I don't know. It just makes me very excited too. I, I love the person to person aspect of it. So I, I yeah. love, I love seeing your competitors and cutting up with them at times. I'm probably the, if you ask around the track, I'm probably <laughs> the most vocal, quick, hot headed person and will rip off real fast <laughs> if I need to. Um, so, but I love that because it brings it in. I I think one of the most fun parts was I was bargaining with buying people beer for getting out of our way. And the, I think the last one was P2s and G was P2s and GT3s. I think it was on the track. We had dual. So it was, Uh, it was something slower. Yes. So we, we were in the P2 and we, every time we come up on a GT3 car, we were horrified that something was going to happen. They were going to get in the way. And uh, Dunk, you met Duncan. Um, yeah. So I'll, occasionally, while I was in rig, we'd be coming up on Duncan, and I'd, t- I'd go, "Hey, Cameron, go offer Duncan a beer to get out of our way." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he took it, and I bought him a couple beers. So <laughs> there you go. But that's I mean, so that's basically, fun. I'll make I'll make sure you guys are in a faster class, yeah. and I'll make sure Bradley and I and Mad Sim are in a lower class, and we'll we'll all be drinking happy. If you go slow enough, I'll get you drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that. I think we're 100% going to be there for Lamar. Uh, we'll be out of town for Bathurst, and I'm not. I won't say I'm disappointed because Bathurst. Oh, that's that track kills me. We did the Bathurst 12 and I racing. I've two years in a row uh, have yet to survive that race. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to tell you, matter. six hours, basically three hours, a man in the rig, and we're running the advanced rig too. Mm. At Bad oh, yeah. Hurst, we're going to be wore out, absolutely mm-hmm. wore out by the end of that one. Daytona, I was wore out for, but this one is going to be particularly yeah. physically challenging. Yeah, I, I got to get out there and practice. Everything's been so busy for me. I'm just running myself ragged. I've, I've got to go out there and practice because I, I feel like that track's going to bite me in the butt if I'm not uh, not careful about it. I've gotten worn out in the you – know, speaking of worn out, I've gotten worn out in the in some of the sim races. Um I don't have a DD1. I was getting worn out with the, the DD1s at the track. I have a CSL DD, the little half half fella, basically, uh, from uh-huh. that. That one, does, that one wears me out more than the Logitech. 
the go-karts were wearing me. My oh my out. gosh. How were yeah. you the day after? <laughs> I was a little sore because I've never done anything like I've never driven carts like that for that amount of time. I'll tell you uh, my favorite part of that was our meeting right before we go out and our driver coach or whatever is like, it's probably not a good idea to go, you know, two wide or three wide into turn one. And we're like spread out, <laughs> fanned out six wide into one. That was yeah. incredible. That was so much fun. Oh, that, was that, that was an excellent start to that race. And I, I, lost, I talked about on the uh, episode that we recapped it. Uh, I lost a little courage there and that was the novice in me and, and getting out of the sim. You talk about physical danger. Mm. I felt like I was in danger. I cut the curb and I just kind of let everybody overtake. And then I spun out. Don't feel the, uh, the way you guys are talking about this. I really wish I had skipped work that day and come down. I really <laughs> well, I wish it happened more. I think. We're yeah. I, I did talk to Joel about that the other day and I'm definitely down for the next one. Uh, I, I actually shout out to uh, our listeners out there. I got an email from a, a, a listener in Virginia that uh, wants to come out the next time we are down there. Heck yeah. Uh, so that folks were listening to that. And I think, I think the fun was contagious. I'll bring it. Uh, and that, mm-hmm. more, that more people, more fun at that place. I'm That's telling. right. Yeah. Um, but, but being exhausted from just carting for 10 minutes and 10 minute sessions from, from sim rigs, what was the physicality of driving the, in the champ car at Daytona? Uh, because I, I can only imagine, I mean, I, we were at the Daytona 24, so we actually got to see how steep the banking was, uh, how windy it was on the inside. Uh, I can't imagine that how physical that would be just because of, like you said, you have to have the cool shirt uh, and everything like that. Uh, what's the physicality, physicality like of that? For me, it was, um, it was more mentally demanding. Uh, I, I physically was, I was tired. I mean, we've been at it all day. We're fueling our car. We really didn't come out of the pits. We, we'd been up since five o'clock yeah. or so. I think you you got oh. up at five o'clock to swap the uh, the steering wheel yeah, in the car. I did it. So we were all we were basically tired at, at the point that they're like, "All right, cool, go race for fourteen hours." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, visit. I think the adrenaline pumps for the entirety of the day. I know the next day, um, Cameron, Justin, and I went to um, down to Cape Canaveral. And uh, went and saw spaceships. And I think by four o'clock that afternoon, we were like, we were planning on doing some other stuff. And we were all like, let's just go back to the room. We're dead. But I know, uh, you know, I don't really, I didn't hurt like I did after the carding. Um, Those things were ripping us around that place (laughs) where you're, you're smoother in real life. And in, in this instance too, I mean, you've, I've got somebody else's piece of metal that costs them money. Um, mm-hmm. that I'm running right there. So I'm being a little more careful. You're being a little more gentle. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. And they sweep a lot more. So it's not that the banking, honestly, when you're running, what were we? 120, maybe through I, I, three and four. I did the math. We were lifting because we were starting to run out of gear um, mm-hmm. on the car. Uh, and we just set ourselves an arbitrary limit, but I think we were about 115 yeah. or so. Oh, I see. So when you're when you're slamming into the corners like that, the G forces are keeping you up. You're not having to hold your head up like in a in an active mm-hmm. sense. You are, but uh, the hardest part's under yellow. I mean, you're under yellow. You're sitting there, you know, trying to rest your head up on the the roll bar there mm-hmm. for a minute. So that, yeah, there there were a couple sense. times that I just dipped down to the apron because you know coming around the banking and NASCAR one and two, it's 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 a lot of banking. Yeah, it's yeah. you don't really truly grasp the scale at it at, of of the the scale at speed. It's it's only when you slow down that you're like, geez, I've been doing this at 
man, I'm like basically sideways. Yeah. That, that was something. See, we went to Daytona for the first time for the 24 and we, we got to look straight into the cur- into the corner banking, which is just, it, it seems like just a, a direct climb. Uh, and then we got to walk up on the tri-oval and, uh, as always with, I mean, the VR snobs when they're virtual reality headsets will say that we understand depth, but with my monitor, I don't. And that's always the shocking thing to me when I go to all of these tracks for the first time. I, uh, and the, the trival banking was more than I imagined, uh, walking up it. I got out of breath. I, I challenge VR people. I I'm not, I've tried VR for me. It was headaches. I just, yep. it's not the greatest. I, I was wanting to get one before Daytona to try to get a little more of the immersion part of it. But I don't think VR could ever even really do it justice. There, There's so much going on uh, in, in terms of the banking. It, well, even in the infield, I mean, your thought process, you, you probably have a picture, honestly, of what you think in sim Daytona, CMP, Indianapolis, you have a picture in your head of what everything looks like. And I went in with all the sim time of what every turn looks like, what the infield looks like. And when I got in there, the place felt foreign. It, it didn't feel like I knew what I was looking at at any point. So uh, it's good when you get out there, but it's a completely different experience. Yeah, yeah there seems like there's there's got to be a learning curve because... Uh, it makes me laugh. I've not really shared this thought. It's just a silly thought, but uh, going to so many tracks over the past couple of years uh, and wa- and with road races, of course, you're on the move and you're getting different vantage points. And I'm always uh, halfway irritated that, God, it takes so long to walk from this side to the other side. In the sim, I just get there in a second. It's that perspective <laughs> of distance and depth and uh, elevation uh, I th- we we have a love hate relationship with Road Atlanta oh, after yeah. hiking up and down the hills there Ooh. at Petit Le Mans. Oh my goodness! Uh, and you said you start your very first drive was that real drive was that Road Atlanta? It was. That's a, a hell of a way to start. So our we have instructors at Tom Trials that that are with us, and I'm sitting there nervous as a cat. We're talking through they they kind of bring the whole group together, and then they pair it down by group to where you basically have the novices left. And then they say of the novices, uh, who's drove before, who's been on track. Then they come down and break it down again and say, who's a novice that's never drove on track before. And this is the first time you've ever done it. And there was maybe five of us standing there, four or five. And the first words out of our instructor's mouth was, you picked a bitch to start with. <laughs> so, um, that it's, that look on my face just now is probably one of, of fear. I'll, that was a great one. Um, but really you get in, you get a few laps under your belt and you, you get into a mode. Uh, I, I'm sure you felt this whenever you're in sim. Uh, I can see it in Cameron when we're in sim and then when it gets on track, I mean, that's just a whole different world, but there's a mode you, you get into the fear subsides, the adrenaline's pumping and you know, you're supposed to go out there and just put out your best lap in that or at Daytona, uh, do what you can to protect the car and make your team. Don't be the person that hurt the team. Um, do your best to go out there and do that. So there, there was, there was all of that. But I, I, like I said, turn one, that wall is way too close to that track. Uh, I watched the next weekend was uh, Petit, and I was watching them go off into turn one, just scared to death for them after what I just saw from it, um, yeah. and then coming off a, a, a under the bridge down into twelve. Uh, I could not. Everybody was telling me, keep your foot in the throttle. It's it's going to be okay. You can go all the way through. 
my foot was lifting, just cracking the throttle a little bit to give myself some comfort. Uh, it, it was a, always a great experience. I, I wish I could go back and live that multiple times. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to get back there. It's, it's been a, it, it hasn't been too long since we did it, but I, I love that track. Mm-hmm. That track is so much fun. Yeah. And, and Sim Road Atlanta, I think, is still my favorite. And I still always seem to have terrible luck at Petit Le Mans and iRacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's deadly. Um, uh, we had David Perel on and, um, uh, he told his way of describing what the sim does for him in, in conjunction with his real racing career is that, uh, the sim helps him realize the emotions that he feels when he's racing or driving, um, because he doesn't have quite the attack on his senses that driving in real life has, yeah. uh, for two guys that have done both. Uh, we, I, I like, I love talking to people that have done both in any fashion. Uh, does that ring true? Uh, that you in the sim, you kind of get a sense of the emotions you feel while driving, and when you get out there, then uh, you talk. You talked a little bit about kind of getting in that zone, getting the adrenaline, and focusing after a while. Once the kind of the first hole jitters get away, uh, that that any grid is going to give you. Uh, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I. I I'm trying to think of times where my emotions have gotten me in, in the sim racing thing. And I think a couple of our Enduros have been really challenging and at the end, really rewarding. If, if we won, I think we, we, I, I can think of a couple of examples of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about just getting yourself in the right headspace and being able to, you know, just, get there and focus. And I, I do the same thing in the sim that I do in the car, get in focus, come over, get that high uh, initial bump of adrenaline and everything else. And then slowly mellow it on down. Cause I'm, I'm there to do a job and there to get the car around the track and get the uh, car back to the pits in one piece. Uh, to, to add to that, I think one of the hardest things is, um, you know, in real life, for sim is not a career for me. I have my career, and this is fun. Um, I've had to, you know, a lot of the emotions that I had early on was uh, this is a dangerous game. Uh, I played professional golf for a very small amount of my life, so it's the competition I had there was not life threatening. So mm-hmm. I have to consider that every time I go out uh, and do that in sim. I that it allows me to be emotional with the car, with the track to get angry at the track, to push, push to points that I know I want in real life to see what I can do in real life. The other side of the coin is when you get in the car, I mean, we just came off of Daytona and like I say, I, I was emotional the first time I went around just looking at the walls and seeing, uh, I'm a huge circle track guy. I've been, I've been a fan of NASCAR since I was little and, seeing turn three and four and looking up at that wall uh, while you're going as full song as we can in a Miata. But that's, that's the wall that Dale Earnhardt died. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. going down the back stretch uh, where um, the, the big fight of 1976 happened that set NASCAR off. Um, I've got, I've got family that ran Daytona uh, in NASCAR in, in the seventies uh, with Richard Petty, David Pearson was his name. He's won that he's won the 500 so many times. So for me, I would get in the car and I would forget like where I'm at. I would have to physically mm-hmm. uh, demand that my brain 
and caution laps takes the experience in. I mean, I spent nearly two hours running in the rain around Daytona. I don't have time to think about those <laughs> yeah. kind of things. So I did under yellow. So uh, it, it's like I say, I said earlier, it's it's really it's a religious experience in its own right to be able to do that. But sim helps helps with the overwhelming portion of it. Those that first twenty minutes is one of the most overwhelming mentally things I've ever done, and I think sim knocked that down a whole lot. That, I think that's encouraging to, to hear uh, because I think all of us, so I, I don't think whatever we reach in the sim, whatever, you know, we start with the basic rig. Most beginners might start basic and then they get the next best piece of equipment, the next best piece of equipment to increase the immersion. You may start with a single monitor and you go to a triple or, or maybe your VR for the VR snob, <laughs> but you always want the next level of immersion. And the ultimate, the final is to actually get out there on the track. And, uh, and to take the risk and to take take the leap. Uh, and, and obviously, it's not as easy. I mean, it's not like going out and renting a pair of golf clubs and going to the driving range. It's a, it's a unique uh, sport or activity, that's for sure, uh, because you, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of investment and a lot of risk of loss, <laughs> I guess you could say. I imagine. I've, I've only had the risk of losing a rental cart, but uh, all, my wife, know, it, it, all my wife asks is that my life insurance is paid up. That's all she's asked at this point. So, uh, are there any stories that we've missed in talking about this? Any stories that you would want to throw in about the Daytona experience itself? My my big one was uh, after the red flag. It was still raining a little bit, um, basically throughout the night. I'd say it probably tapered off probably when our checker fluid around eleven. Um, my big one was coming around. I was probably halfway through my second stint. It was dark. Uh, spray was coming off the tires and whatnot. Um, and I just come out of the bus stop and I was going around NASCAR three and four. And there was a slow car on the inside, right where you should be. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to go ahead and get on past him. Well, in the meantime, uh, somebody came up behind me at about 130, 140 plus and decided, Hey, look, a slow car in the middle. I'm going to pass it on the outside. So for a very short period of time, I was driving at night in the rain around NASCAR three and four, three wide. Oh. And, and that's, that, that's like my biggest moment that I've taken away from, from that event. Wow. The, I had a similar experience where I had, it was after when it was raining and my gosh, the V8s, some of them sucked so bad in the rain. And uh, so we're coming out at the same place, just came out of the bus stop. We can rip through the bus stop um, at any point, especially in the rain compared to those guys. And it kind of puddled up on the, I don't know how bad it was for you, Cameron, but there was a pretty significant puddle on the um, outside of the exit of the bus stop. It, it wasn't too puddled up for me. It was more the fact that um, I, I think if we go do another night race again, we need better headlights because I could not see the entry to the bus stop. It was, <laughs> I, it was I, I, I had to get really up on it before I'm like, oh, I was supposed to turn left there. <laughs> um, for for me, it was – so I was the guy that went three wide. So we had – I think it was – it may have been like that Crown Vic or something. Maybe that – I don't know if it was a Crown Vic or an Osmobile or something – he was really the struggling. to the left of us in, in the pit stall? Yeah, the, they were struggling pretty was, hard yeah, <laughs> in the rain. Mercury, oh, wow. some, that mercury yeah. sort of 
uh, Crown Vic, the old Crown, police Crown car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that. And uh, then there was a Miata on his outside, and I just had to run a steam, and I'm like, for at that point, that's like not full send for everybody, but that was absolute 100% full send for me to look at the white lines at the top of the track. That's one lane up there and going, I'm going to put this car there. I'm, I'm going to put it there and go around, and it was – yeah. Oh, that that was an experience. Put one up on the wall up there. And, oh, <laughs> I, I could just relive that one moment, like just yeah. loop that moment for me. So, well, when you, as soon as you guys started saying going into the bus stop, I was like, damn, these guys got to go through the bus stop at I Daytona. Know, I know. <laughs> uh, my, in the rain, in the dark. I mean, a little bit of everything. I'm gonna. We can't even do part of that on iRacing yet. I, they don't have rain. I'm not going to tell on who it was that did it. If you look back on our Track Asheville Discord, Discord far enough, you can probably find it. But oh, yeah. I, you may have been driving at the time, Cameron, but one of the not that he wasn't the one driving when this happened. Let me clarify that. But there was a stream. They they did like a full, like pretty good, decent production stream for Champ Car, um, showing leaderboards, different camera angles around the track and all that as it's going on. And I look on Discord pops up and Kirk Furman, one of the guys that races with us, and we've done a lot together. He goes, is that y'all's car spun out in, in bus stop? Uh, and I was like, no, that can't be us because... I just saw that guy go by a few minutes ago. No, that can't be us. Turns out it was us. He had just turned the stream on and we're, we're turned around backwards in the bus stop. So, uh, we'll go searching for that. Yeah. Um, but I've been meaning to do that. I've been meaning to go back in the stream cause I want to find that part and just send it to the, uh, the group chat just to remind him about it. I've watched every caution that I could possibly find when I was driving the car to see if I can go like, that's me. And I, it's terrible. Yeah. I can't find it. <laughs> yeah that was wow. an experience to say the least uh, hopefully we'll do you guys it. have anything lined up coming up as far as a drive at any particular track with the car we're throwing a couple tracks around um there yeah. are some more champ car races coming up we did uh we had a great experience as a team uh we kind of want to stick with this i believe we've added possibly one more person to it um, nothing that I don't think, I, th- I don't think we're ready to quite announce yet, but we've thrown around some pretty serious, uh, ideas of some things. So we just need a better rearing gear in it. I, I don't want to go back to Daytona and have to lift again. So. Oh yeah. yeah. The, depending on the track, we should be okay, but yeah, mm. we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. Well, I'm hoping it's, uh, maybe something close like VIR because, uh, I think we'll bring, uh, if, if it's somewhere close, we'll bring some microphones out there and watch you guys bring some fire suits, helmets, gloves, and shoes too. So you can, uh, come feel our car. So we don't have to, I'll at least, <laughs> I, I have on my resume, Yeah, longtime listeners will know I have on my resume holding the fire extinguisher at a champ car race at mid Ohio back in the fall. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I have no mechanical inclination but I can put a fire out like nobody's business that. And if you can fog your visor on your helmet, we're great. So I, I did a little bit of that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good grief. Yeah. That was, that was great. Uh, Cameron's actually leaving out in the morning to go do an autocross. Ah, so yeah, that, that's predominantly what my schedule is for the next couple months or so. But uh, tomorrow I'm doing the uh, SCCA pro solo at uh, Zmax out in Concord. And uh, that should be fun. Um, then Bristol's Summer Nats is going to be around end of June going into July. I think Joe's doing at least part of that with me. Um, I know we've thrown around potentially doing the uh, 
time trial at Barber. Yep. I know we talked oh. about that after we were going to go to Kentucky next week. Um, mm. I've got a wedding that weekend though, so that uh, those plans got scrapped. But um, definitely talking about Barber. I, I would oh. I, I would really like to go do that. I'm still, but I just got back from Barber from the IndyCar and I'm still buzzing from. I bet you are. Pato won. Pato, Pato, that's right. That was a good weekend. And uh, I I love Birmingham. Had a good time. Had had too much of a good time in Birmingham. That's, they know. That's a bucket lister. That's a bucket lister for me. That's been a fun track in Sim, too. So. Mm, Very fun. That was a good track. That, That was such a good track with the elevation changes. So. I, I could go back in a moment. Oh, that yeah, that's going on the schedule next year. So other um, for me, other than driving with Cameron, I did finally go buy my own Miata, and I'm it's currently in the garage. It's being worked on. We have parts laying all over the place to try to get it set up as close as I can to Cameron, so we can start comparing notes. So that's kind of my year awesome. is getting it ready. Other than when we head out, interesting, uh-huh. interesting. I like it. Yep. Well, hopefully we'll be with, we'll be. Uh, Either we're, we'll do some lifting for you guys, or we'll be out there doing some video. Heck yeah! But, uh, yeah, come on out. Yeah, I've definitely I, I Champ Car got on my radar when I went out to the the one race at Mid Ohio, and and it just it was such a good time to be out there. It's just a mixture of people that just love racing, mm-hmm. and a mixture of cars. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I, I appreciate you guys joining us. You're friends of the show now, so keep us updated when you hit a track again. Whenever you're ready to announce it. And uh, we'll have to have you guys on and, and hear more about it. And we'll catch you at the track. I'm sure we'll be well. We'll be competitors probably at Lamar. Yep. Unless <laughs> unless we sign unless we get signed to the team or we can sign you guys to the team. Hey, you never know. Money talks. <laughs> That's right. beer, beer talks as well. It does. It talks very well at the track. So. <laughs> craft, craft services for Madsen Racing, unlimited IPA. Exactly. Unlimited IPAs for team driving. I'll just throw it out there. We need we need to sign R Factor professionals. That that was Bradley and I's discussion. If we're gonna if we're gonna go to brick and mortar and uh, in person endurance events for Mad Sim Racing, we certainly need to sign experts at the sim because our trip to the track, Bradley and I were a little rusty with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll catch you guys at uh, GoPro and at the track and uh, and we'll have you again on soon. We appreciate you joining us. Sounds great. Thanks for having yeah, us. Absolutely. Thanks. That's Joe and Cameron from Asheville, North Carolina. We'll be right back here on Into the Apex. Don't go anywhere. More Into the Apex is coming up. Set up. Whether you love them or hate them, they're one of the most important elements in sim racing. However, so many of us don't have time to painstakingly tweak every value to create a good setup. Never mind the hours of work required to find game-breaking exploits to make you even quicker. The Coach Dave Academy has created competitive iRacing setups developed by professional sim racers and engineers that are designed to enhance your performance in the most popular sim racing game in the world. Receive new setups for iRacing season, car, and track combinations every week, giving you the time and pace to be able to focus on racing on the track rather than being sat in pit lane. All the setups follow real driver feedback and come with MoTeC data and replay files, helping you improve not just your car setups, but also your driving technique. The best part? When you sign up, the first week is free, which means you can test the setups for yourself before committing to a monthly membership. 
Check them out at coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. That's coachdaveacademy.com forward slash iRacing. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will help let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights. Visit alienawards.net. That's alienawards.net. This episode is also brought to you by the Bad Weather Brewing Company located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout. And some of the best design cans you'll see, by the way. For the full tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. back on into the apex and uh, big thanks to cameron and joe for joining me for the first part and uh, now joining me and back in the home studio rob gregoire 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 you butcher Pat- that gregory <laughs> and Pat- patrick stein patrick stein from chicago he's got his white socks flag behind him on the cameras on the monitors patrick good to have you in the studio sir good good to be here it's extra good to have Rob here because uh, we got Rob on the hype train just last night. Uh, the Indy, We're pumped about the Indy 500. Rob is still uh, on the fence pole. Fence post. Whatever still trying to make it work, but yeah. Yeah, Rob is on the fence post. Whatever the hell. Rob is, is uh, wishy-washy about the Indy because of financial matters. Is that fair? Is that well, fair? Just to clear that up, it's it's sitting on the fence, but you just kept you're saying f- fence post to try to make something derogatory against me. No, I'm not not at all. Not at all. Yeah, you on the did. fence post. Yes, Rob is <laughs> Rob is He's sitting firmly. Rob is sitting firmly and deeply on the fence post. <laughs> Whether to go to Indianapolis 500, he wants to go to the Indianapolis 500. Well, just Rob give me a goddamn good flight. Like I know, man. I go to Nashville flight. for cheaper. And that's where I'm getting to is last night on the hype train, Rob booked the trip to Nashville in August for the Nashville Grand Prix. Yeah, Rob baby. is coming to Nashville. Going to Nashville. I am going and to party. The one and only Jason Bivens, who was with us at the Daytona 24, also coming to Nashville. We've got a party in Nashville, everybody. And, yeah, it uh, took all about three minutes from Jason messaging me to go for me to be like, got a flight. <laughs> it did not take long to get Rob into Nashville. No. And uh, TBD, Information TBD, a venue for the show. Uh, we are, I'm working on that at the moment. 
uh, to have a place to uh, to meet us and have drinks in Nashville, downtown Nashville, uh, on the Saturday night of the Music City Grand Prix weekend. So that is shaping up to be the next major. The Indy 500 probably is our second major. Daytona 24 was our first. Uh, we're, it's shaping up to be a pretty wild time in Nashville for that event. Uh, so I'm I'm pumped about that. Uh, I I am I can't believe that in in the last year we got Patrick who's petrified of planes on a plane in two Daytona. Yep. We got we've had Rob fly to North Carolina multiple times, and now we've got him flying down here again. I I suspect as many flights as Rob books that he sells drugs on the side, like <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary, I I don't, don't. believe me. I don't. I just mortgage my future. Oh, that's smart. Uh, because every time I every time I think, you know what? You know, I, I feel like it's bougie. I'm going to catch a flight to this place. Every time I check flights, I'm like, God, gas is going to be. It, it's maybe a 14 hour drive, but God, gas is going to be so much more affordable to drive this to this place. Uh, so I'm not a catch a flight guy. I always just look at the tickets and I'm I'm turned off by it. Yeah, well, um, if you're paying eight bucks a gallon, then maybe you yeah, re- re- renegotiate. There's a mixture of fear of flying, like you, Patrick. I do understand that. I mean, the, I've kind of overcome that a little bit. I, I like the idea of flying. It's so much better. Well, driving is has its own charm, and I do like driving. If it's got to be somewhere as new, though, I don't want to do the same drive over and over. Like, yeah, like there's no way you're gonna get me to dr- go to Raleigh again and then drive to Daytona. Like, I'm flying to Florida next year. <laughs> I, I gotta <laughs> say that, that with us that you drive that from Raleigh, yeah. that drive from Raleigh to Florida was fun for me because I've never done it. So yeah, like, why are you guys one, going to? You guys are probably going to drive to Nashville, aren't you? Correct. Sadis. Well, for them, that that makes sense. Well, how, Nashville, how far is not it? Far. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's, it's not ridiculous. For, it's well, how many hours? What's so? What's I don't know. I don't know, Rob. I'm not. Four hours. Well, is, it further, just, is it further than Indianapolis? No, no, less is not. No, Indianapolis will be thirteen hours. Great Google. And we're driving Google. to Indianapolis. Oh God, hell no! I wouldn't. Yeah, like well, we're going to drive halfway. We're going to drive halfway the night before, and then the Saturday morning we're going to finish it. And you're, you're going to do what? Just do like a whole way on the way back, like in one trip? Correct. Like you're be rushing. See, that's why wouldn't you just pay for the convenience of a plane and have your like your comfort and get get home and get a night's sleep before you go back to work? Because we're well, well we're taking with us a, a friend who is uh, not on the show at all. He has never been to a motorsport event in his life. In the 106th Indieth 500, Indieth. Indieth 500. I've not even had that. <laughs> I've, I've had hardly any whiskey tonight. On the show, which is rare for uh, me on the show here, uh, and I said India, the 106th Indy 500. <laughs> I'm falling apart, guys. Uh, he has never been to a race before, and this will be his first. And well, that's pretty quite epic. Special. Yeah, that's that's special. Yeah. So we're going to give him the full road trip experience through uh, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and then Indiana or Indiana. Ohio, Ohio. I'll be in Ohio the next weekend. I'm going to miss you guys. Oh, get another Rob, week off? Next weekend, you guys won't be with us, so you won't be on the show. What the fuck, yo? It's a, it's a crock. It's a crock. Unless you fly, fly, to, fly to Ohio, Rob. Do it. Fly to Ohio. Fly to Columbus, Ohio, or you're weak. If you guys would stop your testing. I, I, you know what? We don't have to test to get back in our country. You got to test to go to your country. So... Which if makes no was, sense because we have no mask mandates anywhere. 
Yeah, keep your keep co- your Canadian COVID out of the United States, Rob. <laughs> we don't want that. I think they your, would your be country, more concerned about our COVID. Your country is historically irresponsible. It's true. We are. We're terrible <laughs> people. I don't want your recklessness into my American country. That's right. So the Indy 500 is looking unlikely for you, Rob. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not paying a thousand dollars for a flight. I'm just not. And I can find them for so much cheaper, even just a couple of weeks later for like half the price. But trying to get in there on that day is impossible. Was that flying into Indianapolis? Yeah. What about flying? Hear me out. Flying into Chicago. How far away is that from? Are you saying, Patrick, that there's a window for you to come to this race? Oh, fuck. No, I'm not going to the race. But we can make arrangements and I could come down to Indy for a night. Pick up Rob at good old Chicago O'Hare Airport. Oh, wow, Patrick. Wow. I just what searched that. And what's the dates again for the 500? Did that just wait, wait, Rob? Did that, that just might have just changed everything? Holy <laughs> shit! I'm just, say, I'm just saying because I know with international travel, flying into Indianapolis is much harder than it probably oh, is to air. Like, oh huge. wow, those are dirt cheap. What do you got, Rob? What do you got? What do we got? Light right here, live, folks. Rob Gregoire coming to the Indian. More or less around Indian. the same price what of what I just hell? paid last night. Yeah, it could be happening right now. So, what's the dates for it again, though? Twenty seventh to the 29th, or Rob. Rob, give me your debit card information now. <laughs> give me your debit card numbers. Text my text me your debit card numbers so I can get Expedia points. Do it. I get my aeroplane miles. I told you to book Nashville last night. You did. I'm telling you now, fly to Chicago. Have you ever been to Chicago, Rob? No. You're going to Chicago. Prepare yeah, to be shot really. on the interstate. Prepare yeah, to be well, shot on the interstate. You're only going to see the interstate. That's it. <laughs> Yes. If you need body armor, you can get body armor. Uh, I got a guy. Don't worry. Yeah. Ro- yeah. Patrick's. Yeah. You guys are really making me feel better, but you still haven't told me the dates. <laughs> yeah. Tyler. What, what's yeah, the we'll just, date? We'll, we'll finish that offline. We'll just finish. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. We'll get you the Memorial day weekend. Right I just want to throw that out there. I like well, it. That might've just changed everything. Oh, that's exciting. I'm with salivating. If you can, if right you can here's the thing though. Oh. If you can find a flight, out of Indianapolis back to Canada, then you're golden. Yeah, well, we'll see what we can do. Interesting. Anyway, Interesting. lots of racing happening. Update me. Do you wish, so you you may be coming to these events. Do you wish you were in Miami this weekend? Do you wish you were there? <sighs> Not really. Well, I can't say that I don't. I just, I don't know how the race is going to be. I don't want to be there for a completely unknown. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not sold that the racing itself is going to be good yet, so... But that, that's my only thing. I don't want to pay a whole bunch of money just for the right to breathe the same air as a few celebrities. Because that's kind of what I feel like you're paying all that money for is that it's going to be a big party spot for some people. <laughs> I think that's true. I, I feel like uh, I feel like I have uh, caught the the virus of the Internet, of the Twitter and things like that. I've caught the virus towards Miami of having maybe some contempt towards the drive to survive ishness of it. Does that make sense? Is that a logical thing to say? Does uh, the, the meme, how about this? How about this? The meme that is the Miami grand Prix with specifically the fake Marina that has become a meme. Am, am I incorrect? Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The fake Marina is a meme. 
at this point. Yeah. Well, it's a car park. It really is. It's <laughs> yeah. a purpose. It's a purpose built racetrack. Absolutely. But it's a purpose built racetrack in a car park. It's all going to be torn down within in an American days. football stadium parking lot. Yeah, it's. I don't you can know, literally just, see the expressway from this, you know, the racetrack. Yeah, they go under it. I was watching uh, videos of, of practice today, and uh, they go under overpasses, which in here in the United States, I don't know about other countries that have overpasses, but uh, they're not typically luxurious. They're typically where in cities, homeless people reside to stay out of their elements. Right That's just are. a fact. That's just right. a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not unusual to see mattresses at the top uh, part of an overpass. Um, yeah, when I first saw the outline of it, I thought, I mean, yeah, this is in the hard rock, uh, stadiums, the Do- Miami Dolphins stadium parking lot. That's, that's where this is. Um, I don't know. W- would it have been more elegant or, or different to have it in the streets of downtown Miami? I- I've never been to Miami, so I don't really know. I know Miami has that vibe apparently, you know, it's got that. Uh, particular color of graphics. I mean, uh, so they're going after that. I mean, you can tell they're leaning into that, and and, if, and certainly you would. Uh, I don't know. Do you think this Grand Prix? I, I I'm probably bl- I'm blanking out if they have contract for this for multiple years. Uh, but we know Vegas is coming. Uh, does this stick? Do we have continue to have three United States Grand Prix races here in the country? Or does this die out and Vegas take over? Well, you're going to have at least three in the States every year. It's going to get more and more Americanized. It just is. They would probably cut other races to put more American ones in if they could. Well, and they already have cut one race in Russia. There you go. So there you go. That that Vegas one fills in the gap for that. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean... It's great to see, considering that I was the weirdo that was waking up early to watch F1 races in 2008, that it's uh, it's becoming a thing here in the country. Obviously, the Netflix uh, series and everything, I mean, we, we kind of have some answers to that, but it, it is nice to see, regardless of where the track is. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the topic for me was, am I am I catching that, in, that internet meme virus of it's it's hip to to not like it it's hip to say oh it's a it's not a not a good track it's not a good race well i guess we'll know we when we know watch yet. the racing right yeah exactly we, we gotta get like i'll give it the chance that it could be good but at the same time i guess one thing that kind of has going for it like we're saying it kind of detracts from it a bit it feels in some way like it kind of detracts from it that it's it's just built into a park a car park but at the same time not being a permanent fixture they could just go anywhere else in the country and do the same thing yeah. maybe have a better go of it right like maybe you will find one of these that work out but it's like for me they all end up being street circuits with walls and stuff everywhere and like we're watching practice and like anything goes wrong it's a red flag and i'm just too many street circuits in my opinion i want to see more like classic racetracks i agree i agree i think they need to go to another actual road course in america besides like circuit of the americas I don't know which Instead one Instead of could, one of these street circuits. I think, yeah. I, think, I don't think there's any other grade one track in America. Uh, Road America. I don't know if it's grade one. I no, think it might be. No, I it's think not. It's not. I, don't think, I really don't think. I'm going to search it, but I really don't think it is. Yeah, I couldn't see F1 at Road, Road America at this point. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now, actually, too. 
I mean, where else would you go? Indianapolis is kind of there. Yeah. It's got history, but they've done that. They've the done F1 that, now. but it's it's got bad history, too. Yeah. Yeah, with the tires. It's kind of yeah. painted there. I guess Indianapolis is considered grade one. I would say. Yeah, I would say so. It it fits the fits the mold, but uh, but I mean F one you think elegance F one goes after that elegance and I mean Miami you get that you you certainly get that I don't know let's let's withhold judgment maybe we'll we'll talk about it after the race and we'll see where we stand on it. You say elegance, or, I think they're a bunch of like people like FIFA, and I think they're just a bunch of charlatans. <laughs> <laughs> They'll go anywheres and anywhere that will pay them the money. They don't give a shit. They'll make a race out of nothing. <laughs> make fucking Show chicken, me the money. You know, chicken, well, make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Well, uh, the, the, all the protein, you know, different. Uh, where'd they, where did we go this year where there was an attack at Aramco, at the Aramco sponsored yeah. race? Exactly. <laughs> And the race continued on. There was no cancellation. It was oh, out man. of the question. Your race you canceled like, the race. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the races <laughs> probably wanted to anyway, I would assume, but I forget how that yeah. all played out now exactly. Feels like it was forever yeah. ago. But yeah, like if the, the FIA would overrule anything they could have, it was meant that oh, they were you know, things would go forward and they wouldn't lose the money. So get that oil money, get that oil money. Uh being an American, I I certainly do feel the feel the hype here in America for the Miami Grand Prix. Um a lot of American drivers in the American series, like IMSA and IndyCar, are there, um, and you kind of catch that. And, and that, uh, beside you know, speak of the virus of contempt on social media, that you get that virus of FOMO when you see so many people there, you feel like I, I need to be there, I want to be there. Um, but in, for me, for American F1 races, I feel drawn to Austin, Texas, and Coda. I feel like I want yeah. to see that. I feel like that's what I want to experience. You should. You say no, Rob? No, that I absolutely like. I love that track. It is an unbelievable okay. track, and I would love to watch F1 cars rip around it. But um, Vegas and, now, like, how could you say you wouldn't want to go to Vegas? Like, that's the yeah. if it, Vegas has everything that Miami is, but it's Vegas. So, like, yeah. for me, like, if I was going to spend that kind of money, it'd be going to Vegas. Yeah, I could see that. There's hype for that. Yeah. I would but, have to say. I'm yeah, hype. but that's just a spectacle, right? But for the pure racing as like a real fan, like Coda is it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's such a good track. Now, I have a question about the Vegas race. That's gonna they're gonna do. Are they gonna do that at night? Yes. Yeah, Ooh. I think so. Yeah, that's become that's become kind of the thing. If you can't perform a, a race at night in, in F1, I mean now, that geez. that yeah, that adds another. Add, you know, layer to the spectacle, which that intrigues me. Yep. And we'll all be sitting here and you'll talk that FOMO you talked about, Tyler. Imagine how, how we're all going to feel when we're getting pictures and videos and messages from Jason while <laughs> sitting there at Vegas. Yeah. In a club. Why are you assuming we won't be at Vegas, Rob? Because we're going to be priced out of it like everything. Did, did you would you pay the $1,700 it was to go to, to Miami? Get a ticket for Miami. Or pay. Yeah, I didn't because it's in a goddamn parking lot. It's in a parking lot. That's why Vegas I, is going to be worse. Vegas is going to be the American Monaco. You think so? Yeah. Yep. Every celebrity, every big person will be there. Well, I don't care about be. celebrities. I care about the layout but that, but, of the course. And- but that's the thing. That's what's going to be so expensive. And like just to get a hotel, like hotels, every bigger, if you're with Wynn or MGM, all those big hotels on the strip, they're all going to be charging three and $400 a night minimum. I'll stay oh, at Area 51. Yeah. I'll stay at the Groom Lake Reservoir. <laughs> I guarantee even them. They'll the all be expensive. Man. 
It's I'll crazy. stay with the Grays at Area 51. I love that. Like Vegas probably already knows the dates it's happening. I guarantee the fucking rooms are probably already. Priced. I believe. I believe you already looked that up, Rob. You reported on that not long ago. You shared yeah. that with us that that it's already all already done up. It's already priced up. Well, they do. That's, they just that's all the that's how they all forecast that far out. Right? They know the dates of things and they know you how know busy certain things will be. You rent an a Ford Expedition and you put a mattress in the back with the seats down. That's what you do. It's true. We could, but. You know, when you're in Dude, Vegas, you got- man. You'll have to have a hotel room. It's have you ever been to Vegas? Have you? I've never been to Vegas. Oh man, like never be up on like you know, like the twentieth floor of the MGM or something. The Mandalay over. Bay, <laughs> yeah, or something. You know, mean anything like. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, it's there's you wouldn't want to be sleeping in your Ford Ranger, your Ford Expedition. <laughs> <laughs> with you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, not with me. I'm at the Jimmy Legs. Okay. <laughs> 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 not, not with Patrick. He would yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Jimmy. I want to speak to your manager. I want to speak to the manager. We're gonna Patrick hash talking. this out. Patrick talk. That's exactly what he said, Rob. <laughs> he talked in his sleep, and I was there for it. Oh, believe me, you I were there for it. You were there for it, Rob. Oh, I heard, heard it. man. I heard him all throughout our trip. Hey, I was one of the first ones we- up every morning, and I'd hear Patrick in the bedroom down the hall just roaring. <laughs> 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 But in, I mean, again, in Patrick's defense, he doesn't say weird, uncomfortable stuff. That would be that would be one thing. That would be one thing. It puts the lotion on the skin. Right. Yeah, he doesn't say <laughs> anything like that. It's it's menial stuff. It's just whatever's going on. Uh, so Miami, we're 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 holding the jury, but we we have some initial thoughts. There's a, definitely maybe a popular vibe out there. There's the I'm there. It's glamorous vibe. There's the it's just a parking lot vibe. It's just another street circuit. It's it's not going to have good racing. If it has good racing, I think we're all going to be pretty good with it. I think is what it's going to come down to. Oh man, I'm harder and harder on the IndyCar bandwagon right now. To be honest, I want to give me your thoughts on that because I just came off of the IndyCar. We just did a show from it's, Barber, fairly low power show, but but nonetheless, yeah. we're going to be at the Indy 500. You may Indy, be at the Indy 500, Rob. Can you believe yeah. that? You could see it's just so much easier to go. Like it's not, we don't, the conversations that we have about F1, we don't have to have about it. And it's unfortunate just because it's not as popular. And if it did have the same status as F1, it'd be the exact same thing. But it's just like, they think it's like their lack of viewership is the only thing that makes it a better experience for us to be able to go and more accessible. Yeah. Right. Especially yeah, and look at IMSA. Like, and go around and meet people. Get right down in the garage. Just look, 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 the lower the tier is considered in in the hierarchy of racing, the more accessible it is to, to you. And well, I wouldn't have that change. No, but IndyCar is just it's right in this perfect spot. What do you mean it doesn't? It's not too much to go to races. The racing is really fucking good. It, it really is. Yes, yeah. and the competition. Yeah, and there's like still just, just this good blend of, of accessibility. And they have really good characters, I find, like for the drivers right now. I know some people might not get into it as much, but if you follow it, you can you can start to like learn the drivers and their personalities and things you like about them and stuff just the same way you do as F1. Because that's a huge part of F1 is the marketability of each driver, obviously, right? Yeah. And yeah I mean, look at, look at what we had at Barber, Grosjean versus uh, Rahal. Yeah. Your exactly. classic American historic family dynasty versus F1 in Europe. It's that Paginal wrecking Norris at the virtual Indy 500 or Indianapolis race during COVID. Yeah. Because it's not truly known who's going to win. We can't Never have know. an F1 driver win here. 
Yeah, I know, right? Uh, there's that sense of that. Yeah, there's more variation in who wins in the competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just we've what like four. There's been four different. No, I forget yeah. how many. So four different uh, winners. New Garden has won twice. Oh, right, it's twice. That uh, it's it, it has been fairly up in the air. New Garden was nowhere to be seen really in on the, for a podium spot at Barber. Uh, I mean, it was Pato, it was Pillow, it was. Uh, I mean, Renus VK was out of nowhere, got the pole. Yeah, that, that was not seeing being there at the track and seeing Renus VK, uh, which by the way, uh, I was around VK in the paddock, and he was a, one of the nicest drivers out there. Uh, he gave everybody some time. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't have drawn that up that he would have gotten the pole. It, it, in F1, it would have been it's Max or it's whoever you know, it's Max or Leclerc right now. That's what it would have been. Well, yep. yeah, that's where you bet your money if you didn't watch the practices today yeah. anyway, I guess. But it's like Renus VK and Ed Carpenter racing gets the pole and leads much of the race. Yeah. And that's that's great. That's I mean, you, you couldn't draw that up much better. And I love, I don't know, I like the strategy that comes into it. I like how you get so many pit stops. Like, it's not uncommon to have a three-stop race. Yeah. Like you'll get, you're not going to get two, a three-stop race in F1 anymore. Like... Unless they raced in like Vegas in the middle of the day. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Something like that. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, it's, I can't fathom. You know what I mean? If, if you, you wouldn't do two stops in F1. You would just run the hard tires. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you got the three different compounds. So, so yeah, I just, there's just the very, the, 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 just the two. I don't know. I just like the strategy of it all between the two sets of tires, the push to pass system. Uh, the, just the more spec nature of it, obviously, that keeps everybody just a little closer together. Like you can't really develop anything on indie cars, I think, other than the dampers. I think it's really the only thing that there's really like a a development war that occurs for the dampers that each of the teams design. And I don't know. It's just and obviously throwing a few ovals in there. Yeah, it, you know it spices it up quite a bit. Exactly. I think it's they. I think they need more ovals, though. A certain je ne sais quoi. I like this IndyCar Rob. I like it. I'm all fired up on it right now, man. It's like I think about it more than F1 right now. That's a, that's a turn because you've been an F1 guy. Oh yeah, and I still will be. Well, I, I can't see one truly being yeah. more than you. Know I mean, they'll they'll probably just be on equal footing. But that's still uh, saying a lot. I, I just hope that other people can have that same insight. You know what I mean? Um, I have been since last year. I've been fired up about IndyCar. It's, I mean, it's pretty probably been pretty obvious for me uh, on the show. Uh, in the sim, uh, I know Rob. You have actively in in iRacing here here lately. You have spoken about the iRacing IndyCar series and wanting to ramp up driving that. So on the sim side, your interest not only is in real life, but you have an interest in the IndyCar and the sim. I have for some reason always been so decent. Like I I've been surprisingly competitive because I guess I'm always surprised when I'm competitive in the IndyCar. I won a league championship in it. I always contend in the Indy 500 and, and the special events in May, and it's always exciting. Uh, so there's something about it that I just jive with. And uh, Rob, you got a win in uh, in the fixed uh, IndyCar series in iRacing this week. So I feel yeah, like we're, I feel like we're we're Eskimo brothers there. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we both laid the nuts to the same track. That's right. <laughs> we love the car. We love the car. We love the series in real life. Uh, I really, I know, well, I know you're going to see Indy cars in Nashville, so I know you're going to see them this year with me and I'm going to get to watch you watch them, which I love doing. Uh, 
And now I feel like after Patrick's development, I feel like you're gonna you're gonna see the Indy 500, and that's gonna have you completely locked in. And uh, I'm gonna have to record you watching the Indy 500 for the first time. I'm just that's all I'm saying. Is you will be beside yourself, and I'm gonna live through you. No, because you're gonna be sitting in another seat. I'm gonna be sitting with Bradley, so you won't be able to do that, Sari. I'm gonna. No, we're all gonna stand on the rail. Oh right, in the North Danger East Zone. Vista. We'll we'll all be in the Northeast Vista, I believe. Uh, so I'm gonna watch you, Rob. I'm gonna stare at you. Where she goes? You, know how, you you tape you you vi- use your phone to videotape something. You're not looking at the thing. You're looking at your phone screen while that thing happens. Yep. So you're not truly experiencing. I'm gonna do that, but instead of my phone, it's you, Rob. I'm watching you. <laughs> and your reaction it's really awkward for me right now. But your your reaction generates my reaction in that moment. I'm awkward in that for moment. you right now. That moment will that moment will pass, but in that moment, you are you are living the experience, and I'm living you. He's living vicariously. So I can watch the race. Like you don't need like eye contact. Oh, you don't need. I don't need eye contact. In fact, I would prefer no eye contact. (laughs) Unless, if you would not look at me, that would be really nice. Don't look at me. Never look at me. Never look at me. Never look at me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And and you don't want to look where my eyes go. That's for certain. You certainly don't want to see where I'm. (laughs) That that no that 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 could go so wrong right there. No, no, sir. Oh boy. I can't wait. I can't wait. Next weekend, Bradley and I will be on the road again. Imza at Mid-Ohio will be uh, walking the hills again uh, from the keyhole to the uh, long straight and down to the nice winding hills. Uh, heading up to Ohio, outside of, not far from Columbus, Ohio. And then we'll be back uh, on the show, and uh, it'll be a regular studio episode. And then the 106th Indianapolis 500 uh, May is packed. In June, we'll be at VIR for GT America. We're already lining up some uh, guest spots for that trip. And uh, we'll be at IMSA at Watkins Glen. And that should be a wild time. Bruce Perry will be there with the RV Command Center. That should be exciting. And uh, Nashville in August. That's uh, going to be a hell of a summer here on the show with uh, some pretty wild studio episodes in between and some guests. Uh, good time to be here. Good time to be here. Uh, thanks to Joe and to Cameron for joining us from Asheville tonight. Join us on Discord. Check out IntoTheApex.com. Look at Rob's beautiful face looking majestic over the hills of Road Atlanta in an art photo. And uh, and yeah, there's a, a storm brewing here in eastern North Carolina. And I think a tornado. I think, yo, you probably heard thunder. Uh, I think We're a tornado. Up there. I think a tornado might be on the way, guys. I might need to head out. You're being for real? I'm I'm not joking. Yeah, there's a tornado warning. Jesus, I'll Christ. probably die. Oh, I should probably go. If you do, can I have all your toys? Whatever you can come <laughs> pick through the rubble. Yeah, you can pick through the I rubble. I call all the hats. If yeah, hats will probably they'll be a little wet, but yeah, the DD the 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 CSL DD it'll probably survive the the rubble. As long as it doesn't you know the place doesn't catch on fire. Double thumbs up from Rob. You couldn't see it, but I'll tell you about it. Yep. <laughs> Double thumb, finger, finger pistols. I am ready to go looting. Finger ah. pistols from there. We know my man coming to Nashville. Coming to Nashville in August. Yeah, we call this episode Asheville to Nashville. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up because Rob has to. <laughs> Rob has to look at some flights to Chicago. Rob has to yes, there we go to Chicago. 
Yep. He's doing it right now. We'll update That's logistics. You. We'll update you. We'll update you into theapex.com. Thanks, guys. See you next week from Ohio. You've been listening to Into the Apex from Imagine Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at intotheapex.com. 